Welcome back folks. Um, last episode we were having a chat about boldness. I had not intended to um, even think about that topic except that there was some um, signs that the Lord gave us that, that might be a good thing to talk about. And, and more surprisingly, coming to the end of the last um, uh, episode, uh, we got to the point of talking about rest. And um, you know, to put the words boldness and rest next to each other, I don't think I've really seen that on paper before, let alone to use the phrase from working from rest. And it reminds me, my wife has recently read a book, I think uh, Thea has also read the book, uh, called Teaching from Rest. Now that's, that's, that's another matter, except that it still has the same um, foundational base, if you like, that uh, rest enables us to work, rest enables us to teach, rest enables us to effectively minister the love and grace that we have in Christ. And so I'd be interested to know, Peter, the connection between boldness and rest, that, that, that we can be bold rather than mustering our bravado to find our life and confidence in Christ. Can you just kind of talk that out a bit for uh, my benefit? Well, many of you listening know that I love running. I don't say I am a runner, otherwise I'm defining myself by an activity or I'm making my identity commensurate with a performance. But I love running and I love running long distance. And the very interesting thing is that every website I read, every coach I listen to, says that after extended periods of activity, the best way you can grow is not by going out and doing more activity, but it's by having a recovery time and by having a time of rest. You know, the last three weeks before a marathon, Craig, we go through something called the taper, where over three or four weeks you considerably drop each week the amount of kilometres you do. So mm-hmm. if you were doing 50 to 60 kilometres a week, four weeks out, then you do... 40 kilometres, then 30 kilometres, and the week before a marathon, you may do 15 or 20 kilometres. No, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, well, the the point is that rest is such an important part of who we are physiologically, physically, emotionally. You know, who of us haven't spent times in, in deep conversation with people and then we just need some space for a while? That's rest. Yeah. And so spiritually, which makes up our whole life because we're not physical beings with a body but we're uh, physical beings with a soul we're actually spiritual beings with a body rest is to be part of who we are rest is not an absence of activity but rest is actually a disposition and the disposition of rest is that Jesus has done everything possible and everything necessary for us to be loved by the Father. Yeah. There is no way that the Father can love any single person more than he loves them right now. Yeah. There's nothing we can do, nothing we can earn, nothing we can pray, no amount of Bible reading we can do, no amount of religious activity that we can do that can make him love us more. The realisation of how intensely, incredibly, wonderfully, deeply, richly, richly, unfathomably loved we are is the beginning of rest. So when I know that I'm loved out of the acceptance that the Father has for me in Jesus, when I know that his Holy Spirit lives within me and that the presence of the Holy Spirit is not about a feeling, it's not about an emotion, but it's a deposit that he's placed within me, then I'm beginning to enter his rest and to learn what rest means. And so I, I love uh, Jesus' invitation in Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And he's not saying stop, stop working. He's not saying go on long service leave. 
because he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So when, when one oxen is linked to another oxen, and I know different people have different pictures or different ways that that image goes out. Some of them I can't even understand, they're that complex. But I actually take things at face value. When he talks about a yoke, there's one oxen being yoked to another oxen. They're still doing work, but they're not on their own. Hmm. It's not up to them to complete it. Yeah. They are joined with someone else. And the basic message of the scripture is that we are in Christ. Christ is in us. We're joined to him. So there's no sense that we're left to our own resources and we're left to our own devices. Rest is when we lay down striving for something that we don't have and take up the acceptance that we have in Jesus. So, yeah, okay, keep going. I was just going to say the message, the message paraphrase of Matthew 11, I love this. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. That, that, that's really interesting, isn't it? Because you mention rest to some people and the last thing they'll think of is those two W words, yeah. walk and work. Yeah. But Jesus says, I'll show you what real rest is. Walk with me and work with me and learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Don't lay, don't, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. So an absence of rest is when there's something heavy on us, something ill-fitting something that doesn't seem right, something that doesn't sense right. You know, I don't know if I'm meant to be here. I don't know if God loves me. Uh, I don't know if I'm accepted by that person. Uh, when those kind of thoughts and feelings are coming, there's an absence of rest. And so rest is not an activity for which we strive, but it's a posture where we go, Father, thank you that you love me totally and, and completely. It's interesting, you know, when you were talking about boldness um, in the last se session, that um, the confidence, the boldness we can have is in Christ Jesus, that rather than having to go into uh, our own little corner and muster kind of bravado to get out there and do things that seem like they're what we're meant to do, that we can quietly find our confidence in Christ. And so there's there's a link, obviously, there. the link there is, you know, with Christ and with resting in him reminds me of the, was it Henri Nguyen? No, Watchman Nee sit, walk, stand, that we start by being seated in Christ, the right hand of the Father. Just reading Hebrews 4 again about entering the rest and that um, working is really coming from the place of um, our confidence in Christ. And I was only, you know, when we were praying earlier before Peter, what came to mind, I don't think about this passage too often, is when Jesus says to the Pharisees, you go to the end of the earth to find one convert and you make them twice the son of hell as, as you are. Now, I don't know, it seems, it seems pretty heavy-handed to say that, but I think what he's uh, not alluding to, but what he's quite clearly saying is you heap up expectations and things to do and laws and, and uh, things you've got to kind of keep doing in order to feel like you're in the right space. And, and the very opposite of what you're saying, Peter, where we find our confidence in the work, the life, death, resurrection, ascension of Christ to be, to be complete about it, if you like. And it's just brilliant. It's, it's incredible Good news, yeah. Well, rest is rest is trusting again. Yeah. Trusting that he's done it for me. And so many many believers, if they're asked to pray about a situation, this is just an example, yeah. will then go into their room and spend an hour with many, many words praying about it, binding this, beseeching <clears throat> that, asking this. And what we're actually doing is working. Whereas if we stop and listen, 
it may take us an hour of listening, but when we stop and listen, we may get given one word. And if we speak that one word that we are given in the name of Jesus, it doesn't look as though we've done much. That's part of entering his rest. If he's given us one word, we speak that word. And so when, when uh, the message translation says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? What he's basically saying is, where in your journey as a son and daughter of the Heavenly Father, where in your, your walk with Jesus have you been doing things out of effort and striving and thinking that more is better? Because that's just a religious activity. Or in simply listening and trusting, we'll discover the unforced rhythms of grace. And so earlier, it's no, no, no surprise that earlier in John chapter 11, uh, Jesus says, you know, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you've hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you are pleased to do. You speak to a little child for an hour and you lost them after one minute. Speak to them two words in the first minute and they'll get it and they'll grab it and they'll run with it. So Jesus is actually inviting us to be like little children to trust that what the Father gives us is enough and not to make our whole lives burdensome by going on and on about things that are totally unnecessary but yeah. make us feel good. Yeah. Shed yeah. it. Put it aside. Get rid of it. It's not part of the unforced rhythms of grace. The good news for those people who want to, to, to work to work essentially is only for those people who have got an A-type personality that can commit to continually doing those things and, and then it becomes self-righteousness rather than imputed righteousness so to speak well the um, very very next thing he says in uh, in matthew 11 is all things have been committed to be by my father no one knows the son except the father and no one knows the father except the son and those to whom the son chooses to reveal him yeah so my summary statement on rest would be get to know how deeply and richly we are loved by the father through the son because the holy spirit lives within us as we do that so much stuff will shed from us yeah. and we will begin to experience true and deep and rich rest. I think it's worthwhile mentioning, Peter, that um, you said uh, it's, a it's a disposition, not necessarily the pace of life. Um, I'm, I might be misquoting here, but it's not saying, okay, a resting means that two hours a day I need to be sitting on the couch just sitting there, um, but resting is a disposition we have in Christ. Fundamentally, I think that's the starting point. However... How achievable is it to actually find our place of rest in Christ if we have a hectic schedule? If we're really, if we're on the hammer, we have no margin, we're always at it. Um, is it possible to find our rest in Christ and just be overloaded? Much of this we will answer when we talk about a future topic on margin. But let me give an example of my mate, Big Robin, on the harvest. Because they're contractors, they may be going for three months non-stop morning till dusk. In the middle of that, we encourage him to look after his body by taking a day's rest every now and then. Yeah. But he can have an attitude of rest by trusting the Father with the harvest, by yeah. trusting that this season will not last forever, yeah. and by constantly reminding himself that uh, everything he has, everything he does is a gift from the Father, yeah. and that way he can work long hours with an attitude and disposition of rest. He can be physically frazzled, but internally renewed day by day. Uh, I would like to add, that's not meant to last forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but there are seasons in life where we're actually called to meet deadlines and to, uh, and to, uh, to work physically and emotionally maybe harder or longer than we are at other times. We can do that with rest. 
Rest is not about having a day off. We're, the, the Sabbath, Jesus is our Sabbath. The yes, Sabbath yes. is not a 24-hour period. Jesus Saturday. giving us the love of the Father, that is our Sabbath. Yeah, well, and so. so we have entered, according to Hebrews chapter 4, yeah. a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week Sabbath rest. Yeah, that's right. Some days it may be very, very full. Some days it may be empty. In all times, in all seasons, we are invited to do it from a position of rest. That's good, Peter. Uh, I think we'll probably develop the idea of you know creating margin and making sure that um, the things of this earth, the entanglement of the things of this earth, don't get in the way of us finding our confidence, our, our rest in Christ, so that when we go and as we go, we represent the King and His Kingdom here on earth.